It finally happened. The Last of Us TV show has officially hit the airwaves of HBO Max, and two episode in, it's good. Real good. There was little to no doubt behind this project being a good one, but perhaps the best part about it is that it is introducing an excellent experience shared by gamers for years with a wider audience all around. It's still very TVMA and pretty gross, to be honest, but it's more folks than would have gone out to buy a PlayStation for the experience. That being said, as your resident nerd pastor, I get the privilege of diving deep into this series and seeing where are the strongest resonances with our walk as Christians and people of faith. Except, uh, the show kind of just does it for me. In all honesty, the story of The Last of Us is pretty brutal and sad, and I don't want to spoil too much throughout this nerdy sermon, but Tilu is a tragedy through and through. However, much like the opener of 500 Days of Summer tells us, this is a story about love, but it is not a love story. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games and finally a good video game adaptation. Super Mario Brothers. This ain't no game. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this video with our scripture. Our liturgist of today is Perispectus, also known as Ryan, over on the Discord. They're going to be reading from John 15, verses 9 through 15. They'll be reading from the NRSV UE. That's our preferred translation here on these videos. It's what's going to be on the screen and what Perry will be reading. If you have a translation you prefer, feel free to use that as well. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 9 through 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, so my goal for this video is to make sure I don't give any spoilers for the bigger plot points of The Last of Us in general, since I'm assuming many of you are experiencing it for the first time on the show. That being said, this video will be dropping on the air date of episode three of the TV show, so let's just open the spoiler floodgates for episode one, two, and both of the podcast episodes that have aired alongside the show. So, spoiler warning for the show, not so much for the game. The Last of Us is originally a video game and has just started airing as the latest HBO original from Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin in partnership with game developer Naughty Dog's co-president Neil Druckmann, who created the original video game project for The Last of Us. The story itself follows two main characters of Joel, the hardened smuggler who lost his daughter at a young age, and Ellie, a young girl who has a mysterious immunity to the disease that has plagued society into an apocalyptic hellscape. There are some key differences between the show and the game and the characters present, but those are likely better analyzed in other video essays on the topic. I want to focus on one of the key similarities between the themes of both series, as highlighted by the creators in the first episode of the podcast. The Last of Us is a love story. 
but not a good one. One of the key elements that Druckmann wanted to focus on in the original was the possibility of love that causes harm. He wanted to explore the possibility of that nuance in something that traditional media prefers to elevate and worship. In our first episode, we see the heartbreaking cold open of the series with Joel losing his daughter, Sarah, at the start of the pandemic. Notably, he doesn't lose Sarah to the disease but instead to the human ineptitude of a soldier commanded to shoot her in cold blood as a means to stop the spread of the infection. This already kicks the show off on a great exploration of love. The military's love for the general public caused someone to die in their father's arms. Make no mistake, that gunshot was fired in error, but it was also fired for the love of a better possibility in ending the infection. That's nuance. Flash forward and we see the ramifications of that decision on Joel. He is now a hardened and cruel and maybe a little bit traumatized smuggler who is willing to kill, steal, and destroy by whatever means necessary for survival. Fans of the series that know the full story will recognize this theme is prevalent throughout the whole series. Through a series of events in the first and second episode, Joel and his partner Tess get enlisted to smuggle Ellie to a meeting point for the Fireflies, a rebel group, for the hopeful purpose of Ellie being analyzed as the cure to the disease, perhaps. Joel agrees because of his love of Tess. Tess agrees because of her love of herself, society, and a hope for the end of the disease. But that theme of bad love rears up again. Tess ends up getting infected and is going to die because of her attempt to make this risky smuggle. We then get to witness a horrendously beautiful scene where we see the fungal infected monsters begin to approach Tess, who is now slightly a part of their hive mind, to fully infect her and welcome her into the oneness with a tender tendril kiss. I'm still not okay. Rest assured, as the creators wax on in the second episode of the podcast, this is intentionally confusing and meant to cause provocative mixed emotions. The bad love of the fungus is the propagation of its own kind. Again and again, this show is shoving in our faces the concept of bad love, love gone wrong, love causing harm. If you're a Christian, this should confuse you because this kind of love isn't obviously sinful. Tessa's love is abundantly sacrificial. The fungal love is abundantly evangelistic. The soldier's love is abundantly protective. These are biblical ideas and terms that are being wrestled with here, and it's only episode two. What can we do with this challenging concept? Well, let's look at our scripture for some hopeful direction. So this passage that we heard from earlier is actually a chunk of the 15th chapter of John, which contains one of Jesus's more influential allegories, the grapevine. As farmers in this period and in this particular place, the grapevine would be very well known. And the process by which a farmer worth their salt would have harvested properly would be widespread and well known. No doubt children were taught from a young age how to help with the pruning of the vine. So even those that went into different professions hearing this message of Jesus were familiar with what he was talking about. Jesus breaks down the whole process. When pruning the vine, you look at the vine and you find the ones that aren't making fruit and you cut them away. You remove them entirely. Then you find the vines that are producing and you prune them back so that they can become even more fruitful. But it gets deeper than that. It sounds obvious, but any vine that has been removed from the root can no longer make fruit at all. 
It's just logical. A branch on the ground can't just start producing fruit. So it's vital then that the branches remain connected to the main source of the root in order to produce fruit. So we have a net pattern of intentionality here. Jesus at the root of the Father's love and then the disciples being examples of good, fruitful branches that have been pruned or cleansed. Now, what is it that makes them fruitful? Connection to the root, the source. And what does that connection look like? Enter our passage. Jesus says, the Father loved me, I loved you, and you now need to abide in that reciprocal process. Keep my commandments. What are my commandments? Well, love one another as I have loved you. And how have I loved you? How the Father loved me. It's one big cycle. No greater love than this, says this passage. One of the few tattoos that I want tattooed on my body. No greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Who are my friends? Well, Jesus says, those who keep my commands. And what is my command? That you love one another as I have loved you, which is how the Father loved me. What is going on in this reciprocal mod podge of concepts? We are being invited into the cycle. We are entering in to the cycle of love, sacrifice, and friendship with the source of that which makes the fruit. What's at the crux of this concept is that it is, in essence, a reverse pyramid scheme. Rather than the top siphoning money from all the underlings that enter the scheme, the source of the love is the only thing that is offering anything of value throughout the spreading of the vine. The only real love evident on the outside must be identical to the love on the inside, the original source. Anything that doesn't mirror that source should be removed because it isn't real. What makes the love good isn't the love part at all. It's the source. This is where the overlap happens for the last of us. Love can be bad because love isn't good. God is good. The love offered by God is good. And we were taught that love by Christ who was loved in that way by the Father. Any love that is not like the love offered by God is not actually love at all, or at least not the love that we want to attain. In The Last of Us, love will be often filled with harm. Why? Because the source of that love isn't perfect. Sometimes the love will have good results because it's nuanced, but it's a risky game. The love from the Father to the Son to you and to me, that kind of love is the only kind of love that produces good fruit. Now, what does that confusing concept actually mean for us today? What can we use this understanding of love for? Well, it's a tricky road, to be honest, but I am thankful for creators like Druckmann who are doing the tough work of exploring that nuance so that we can better witness the dangers of love without a source. So this means that if we truly want to love to the fullest capacity, understanding the source of love is vital. A relationship with Jesus is a must have for those who wanna have that greater love. Now that might mean that you need to start a relationship with Jesus. And I would love nothing more than having that conversation with you. DM me anywhere. Tell me that you have questions about what that looks like, about entering into a relationship with Jesus. I am here for you. I'm not gonna push that on you, but I'm here if you need someone to talk to or work through it with. It might mean just the first step of joining alongside Checkpoint or a local church near you and starting to learn more from those that are involved. Read scripture, ask tough questions, do what you need to in order to regain that connection to the source of love 
so that we're able to really offer it to others. Wherever you may be in that process, know that Checkpoint is a safe space to wrestle with those thoughts and those questions. Our goal is to help you find that Jesus is waiting for a relationship with you, especially if you don't have one. If you do have one, then our goal is to help facilitate or restore that relationship and make it stronger. But no matter what, know that whether you are a smuggler, one of a kind, or just trying to make it through one last mission, you are always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your days to join us on these nerdy deep dives. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church has to offer, we stream over on Twitch every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and every other Friday. We also have a big thing, our Checkathon, coming up this Friday if you're watching this the day that it comes out. And if you want more right now of what Checkpoint has to offer, then feel free to join our Discord where we're active 24-7. We always have conversations going on, questions going on, game sessions, eating lunch together, all sorts of stuff happening on that server. And if you made it this far in the video, odds are you liked this one. So be sure to let us know that you did like this video, that you want to hear more about this kind of video. Hey, you know what? If it gets enough likes, maybe I'll make a second part of The Last of Us whenever the series wraps up. We'll see. But, you know, let me know that you like it right there. Maybe you really like this video and you're wanting something to watch next right after it. I can recommend a couple of videos to you uh, that we've done on other series that kind of explore similar themes. Our video on Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does an interesting job of exploring uh, serving righteousness and actually like proper sacrifice. We have a video on Full Metal Alchemist with particular attention to the love of Alex Louise Armstrong, which is an excellent one for you to check out on the kind of generational love that we pass on from generation to generation. If you, I already heard the Alex like cadence in my head. And then another video might be Jupiter's Legacy rip to that show, but that's a good example of what it looks like to follow a bad moral code that's not actually sourced in anything real. So those are three videos. Let me know if you check any of them out. Hey, quick question for you as we wrap this one up. Are you experiencing Tilu for the first time? If you are, would you please let me know down in the comments below? I I'm so excited for those of you that are getting to experience this story for the first time ever. It is a really good story in gaming. It's not the only good story in gaming. Don't get me started. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. But it is a really, really good story, and I look forward to hearing about those that are experiencing it for the first time. Are you surprised? Is it what you thought it was gonna be? I'm just, I'm curious. Please, please let me know what you think. With that, we're gonna end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Number one, believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on this YouTube channel, over in our Discord server, on our Twitch channel. And then number three, believe that you, yes, you, no matter who you are, what you believe, what you've done, where you've been, believe that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time that I see you, whether that be on our Discord right now, on our Twitch on Monday, or right here, same time, same place, next Sunday for another of these Nerdy Deep Dives. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye! No, you have got to be joking. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a step away. Take a step away, gonna step away, stretch my legs. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. We are gonna stretch.